All right, guys. Um, so as a lot of uh, our listeners are probably aware, it's been a pretty pretty rough week and, and year in our country. I don't think in my lifetime um, it's it seems like America has been in such a such a bad place with with COVID and all of the the protests and and, and and riots and and the murder of George Floyd. It just seems it's a very sad time to be be living in America. It seems like so. I just want to recognize that. Um, not that it really needs. Uh, saying so, I guess we're in in the spirit of hopefully finding solutions to these troubled times. We're uh, going to be talking about racism today, and um, you know some of the protests, including the ones going on right now, and, and the protests of of Colin Kaepernick that uh, were a pretty big deal a few years ago, a few years ago. But um, I guess we'll all go around and share our, our thoughts on on the last few days. I suppose I'll start. Obviously, I think we can all agree that the the murder of George Floyd was in, incredibly hard to watch, uh, and 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 just really really sad. And then on top of that, uh, seeing these protests with um, violence coming from from the police towards protesters, and and violence coming, violence and looting coming from you know people who are using this opportunity to not respect the memory of George Floyd, but to be opportunistic and 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 steal things. Um, I think it's just a very sad time in our country on top of everything that's, you know, going on with millions of people unemployed. Uh, it's, it's just very sad. I, I don't really have much more to say. I guess we'll move it on to Eddie or Sammy or Alex. Yeah, I'll go. Um, so the murder of George Floyd was obviously very, very bad. Um, it sparked a lot of protests and riots afterwards, which um, we could uh, all agree have gone a little bit too far when it comes to the violence and the looting. Um, but at the same time, it just is, uh, it epitomizes the state of our country right now of just, um, of where we're going to go from now, like whether it be COVID and the economic and like poverty challenges that are going to, uh, approach our nation for the few next few years. Um, it's also, uh, revisiting a topic that, um, hasn't been really in the limelight uh, since 2016, which is the subject of uh, police brutality in America. Um, first and foremost, I would encourage any of our listeners who haven't watched the footage, as gruesome as it is, of uh, the murder to go ahead and give that a look. Just because there were actually three police officers, I believe, who were at one point a part of you know, putting a knee on or pressing uh, George Floyd onto the pavement, um, which was which I was unaware of. Um, and also just if you're still skeptical about police brutality and anything revolving around that, I would really encourage you to watch that video just as a reminder of that this is a real issue. It's something that needs to be addressed. Um, I mean, George, George Floyd was, he was one of unfortunately many victims of police brutality and racism. I guess this is what sparked all these protests. I mean, I would like to think that the protests are also for all the other victims of police brutality and racism, not necessarily just for George Floyd. Obviously, they're doing it in his memory, but along with all the other ones. Um, in regards to, to the looting and the violent protest, similar to what Ari said, I mean, I think they're doing an absolute disgrace to the memory of George Floyd and all the other victims. I, I, I don't necessarily understand why. Uh, local government, local governments, and for that matter, the federal government have been incapable of addressing 
these these protests, these violent protests, and these looters effectively. Um, but it, so, something needs to happen regardless of what that is, because this isn't sustainable as is. Um, so the, the first thing that went through my head, honestly, when I was watching the George Floyd footage, is the amount of other atrocities that have been committed, similar situations against innocent black men and women that weren't caught on video, that didn't get their time in the limelight, that weren't responded to, and that weren't um, you know, put into the forefront of all of America's minds. It took a bird watcher in Central Park, took Ahmaud Arbery, took George Floyd, to really have the first prolonged um, manifestation of outrage over police brutality and over the way black people are treated in about, I mean, Eddie touched on it earlier, like this is the first um, major show, like Black Lives Matter hasn't really been on the forefront like this since 2016. Um, and the other thing I'll say about the rioting is that I don't condone the violence, I don't condone the looting, but we have to remember that rioting has been a pretty um, in integral, components of almost all like wide-scale movements like pretty much ever um, demanding uh, more liberty and justice. I mean like you saw like during the Bulls championship runs like every single year they went a championship like people would be riding in Chicago and of course I'm not saying that to desensitize what's going on but um, the number one thing we have to focus on is not the damage they're causing obviously that's reprehensible and I agree it is um, cutting back from their message, but the whole conversation right now has to be about what is driving these protests and these riots. And until we fix that, we won't really be able to, I don't think it, it will be good to focus on blaming the rioters and blaming the looters um, because that's sec honestly a secondary issue right now. Just, just to clarify, when you say blaming the rioters and the looters, what blame are, are you referring to? Blaming for what? I don't think, again, like they're, I mean, they're, they're proving a little self-detrimental right now, but I think that the primary focus for this week, at least um, in the aftermath of all this should still be on injustice and uh, giving African-Americans more access to liberties um, and instead of per like being persecuted. Um, but again, like they're hurting themselves a little bit right now. So it's, it's a very fine line. It's, it's tough. No, I, I would agree with that. I would think to some extent the, the rioting, not necessarily the looting, but the rioting at least might be beneficial to the peaceful protesters cause and the, and the overarching message of Black Lives Matter and that entirety of the protest. Um, but I think you, did you say you said beneficial? I think you might have meant to say detrimental. The, the rioting? No, I yeah. mean, what, I, I'm kind of echoing what Sammy said, and that he was using the rioting as sort of a platform for the Black Lives Matter protests and saying how they're to... To some extent, the rioting is being used to communicate that message in a different form other than peaceful protesting. And I'm saying I, I can agree with that to some extent, but I don't necessarily think people need to be burning police cars and, and assaulting one another. And um, I, think, I think that looting, once you, once you get into looting, that's when you cross the line because that's when people see on TV, oh, they're taking jewelry, they're taking valuable things for themselves. And it gets the way gets away from the message of like unity and like helping the, the person next to you, and instead gets into like some selfish pro portrayal of their movement. So I think that's I where mean, they need to stop. 
I'm complete. I'm in a complete agreement with Sammy. I think that protesting and rioting, um, rioting meaning more like uh, angry and at some points violent um, protests have been integral as a part of society for the last 300 years. Um, it's where I get into the fact of how violent do you get when there actually starts to be people who are dying and the looting that is basically taking up all the airtime um, now is distracting from the initial cause of death that led to George Floyd um, being blown into a uh, national issue, uh, which it deserves to be. I think that the looting is taking away from that. And that's where I start to draw a line of, is this acceptable behavior or not? Because Black Lives Matter has always operated as a more confrontational group. Uh, very early on, they tried to adapt more of the tactics of someone like Malcolm X rather than Martin Luther King Jr. And that's admirable. But at the same time, you have to know when to draw the line of where should we stop and how to get what we want. Because George Floyd's uh, office, uh, Chauvin, what's, what's his first name? Chauvin? Derek Chauvin. Derek. Yeah. Derek Chauvin is going to go to prison for a long time. And I think that it's what should happen. And I think that if you want to address it on a wider scale, I think that there needs to be federal implementation um, of basically, uh, I think that there needs to be like, so when it, for actual legislation, I think that police um, everywhere should be trained uh, for racial sensitivity and high pressure situation responses. Um, body because, cams? Um, body cams, like they could work, but they could also, I mean, it's hard to implement on a wide, uh, it's hard to basically get all that everywhere and being able to, um, implement that on a wide scale. But I think that training is the first step because a lot of these local institutions are up to their own will when it comes to that stuff and they're not basically forced to do anything. I think this is something that um, needs to be done in order to try to at least stop um, future incidents from happening. Um, to speak on that a little bit about what can be done or what should happen, I think this is definitely a trickier issue compared to something like the civil rights movement, just because they were working towards a piece of legislation, for example, the right to vote, which is something that could actually be written on paper and signed into law. And when you look at something like this, I, I'm sure there could be some form of police brutality legislation passed, where if an officer is found guilty of uh, committing some racially biased act or arrest, then there's some extreme penalty or fine. Um, but no one's born racist. People, people choose to be racist. They, they make that conscious decision. And I think if you're a police officer, and for some reason, if you choose to be racist and you want to target African-Americans or other minority groups, there's nothing, there's no piece of legislation that can stop that. And to me, it's just, I've been sitting here thinking the past few days watching the news, and I've been like, what, what could be done to stop this, to actually um, stop this? The, the, the 15th Amendment, which, which granted Blacks the right to vote, was 1870. So it wasn't as um, tangible as you make it seem. All right, you can go, and then I'll chip in. Yeah, so I mean, that is a really important question that Alex is asking, and I think it's um, something that we sort of sort of go away from. Because I mean, a lot of this stuff, I, obviously in the civil rights movement, it was a lot more obvious what the, what the issues were when it comes to racism. But there's still sort of these systemic things that are hindering uh, uh, a black people. And it's, not, and it's not just making a new law, it's also enforcing the laws on the books and uh, doing things of that nature. 
and and also always fighting uh, for police, for example. I mean, you could absolutely do things, in my opinion, with body cams, with better training. You can make sure that um, you you can have more oversight of of police. I think that there should probably be more of a requirement to be a police officer. And the fact alone that Derek Chauvin had 18 prior um, complaints shows that there absolutely is something that we can be doing. I mean, the the idea that someone with 18 complaints of this nature was able to still be uh, beyond the force, I think that's absolutely insane. And I mean, when we talk about some of the problems facing placing black people in our country, it's not just police brutality, although that's obviously, you know, sort of a very obvious manifestation of it. We also have housing discrimination, uh, which obviously in the past was even worse, but to this day, there's still, um, there's still some lenders, even if they're given someone black and white that have the same exact uh, you know income and credit score. They'll they'll be more likely to give a loan to to the white person. There's the fact that black people and white people use marijuana at the same rate, but black people are three point seven three times more likely to to be arrested for that. Uh, the fact that there's racial disparities racial disparities in sentencing. I mean, these sort of things are on a systemic level, and these are things that we can change. Um, something that I'll add is I, I like to joke a lot about how Obamacare was the worst. Um, domestic bill passed in the last 20 years. And I always say that and it, it could be true. It could not be true. But I, I think that the one thing that I always go back towards is the uh, mandatory minimum sentencing that was instituted under Bill Clinton. Yeah, um, the war on drugs in general has just been devastating. The, the war on drugs, but I mean, I think the mandatory minimum sentencing was implemented um, as a way of basically enforcing the war on drugs at a more harsh level. And obviously the war on drugs is always disproportionately affecting African-Americans. And I do want to see mandatory minimum sentencing end for, um, and, and that will hopefully allow less uh, disparities within the own criminal justice system. But I completely agree with Ari when it comes to the reforming of the police system as a whole, there needs to be more strict actions on uh, people who have been disciplined, um, whether it be suspensions or probations. Or, or layoffs, depending on the issue. Um, but I do think that there needs to be some um, reform and change. And I think that that messaging has been lost a lot uh, in the aftermath of the George Floyd uh, incident is because of all these protesting and looting. I Damn, mean, Eddie coming out with the woke takes. No, I think that it's been lost after looting is the, the, the conversation is shifting. And I don't think I'm, that it's- I'm shifting. talking about your takes on like uh, systemic uh, racism. In terms- uh, no, I think that I've always claimed that the, the, the criminal justice system, in my opinion, is the only thing left that is a big structural component of racism in America. In I would disagree sort of on the edge there. I think there are some other things, but we could talk no, about that. No, 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 no. I say that's like the most prominent example of something. Oh, that yeah, for sure, for sure. Fit. Yeah. That is the biggest, for sure. Yeah. Okay, first of all, in terms of, in terms of police reform, um, I know in many counties, and this is an issue from the top. I mean, people say like a lot of policemen, people make the argument that there's a good constituency of police officers who are black and Latino, and that's true. But a lot of this comes from the top down. And when you have still a ton of counties, when a police officer uh, is like, um, like receives some kind of uh, criticism uh, or needs to be checked in some way by some higher authority, m most counties allow the county DA to actually look into that instead of an uh, independent investigator. Uh, investigator. Um, and uh, that's just an example of kind of like some top-down change that we need to see happen. But I, I, I disagree with Eddie. Um, when people um, kind of ponder like what is Black Lives Matter getting at, what are some tangible things they want to see happen, it's not just uh, police brutality that they're protesting, and this goes along with Kaepernick. 
everything that we see um, that subjugates blacks right now in society is interrelated. I, uh, Ari was touching on, on a few things, but I mean, when, when you're talking about housing, when you're talk, to, talking about income disparities, even like between genders with races, uh, when you're talking about degentrification, de de um, there are so many, I have, a, I have some stats on my phone that maybe I'll use if, if need be, um, but all of these things are related. And like, I think Martin Luther King had the quote, when one person is discriminated against somewhere, everyone is discriminated against. That, that, was, that came off really roughly. But it applies here because there are so many institutions that are tarnished by this structural um, uh, discrimination that we see. Um, and in return, those affect you know, things that, that relate to them um, in, in correlation. Um, I, I feel like we should get into a more substantive um, topic right now, just because I feel like we're kind well, of talking about this. But... I, I have a question that might spark some controversy between us four. Um, I was watching the news last night and I saw the headline, or not the headline, like a picture they were analyzing was, I don't know which, in which city it was, but one of the stores that was in one of the neighborhoods that was being looted, like around a lot of the looting, set, had a sign on the window that said like, owned by a black family. And that store wasn't looted. And there was a sign on the window that said owned by a black family. And I guess my question is, do you think that the looters are necessarily targeting stores of white people? Because if you're using, if you're saying like the, the, the rioting and the looting is in somewhat a, a, a mechanism for the Black Lives Matter campaign and for people to send their message, do you think they're only targeting stores owned by white people? Or do you think they're just doing whatever they want? I mean, they're, they're, I mean we could look at like one specific anecdote but i mean like there have been countless examples of black stores being looted like i saw something on twitter about how like some black guy like uh opened a bar like a few like a few months ago and it was like his dream and th then it was looted i mean there there are examples of black businesses being looted i mean in, in minneapolis it's it, it's a lot of destruction of, of black communities and obviously i'm not going to defend any looting so i don't I, I don't know it's kind of a weird question I was just curious. I mean, I, I, I agree. I think the looting's kind of separate from what the protests have been. I was just curious as to what your thoughts were. I saw it on the news and I was like, Should we move on to talk about kind of the Black Lives Matter movement as a whole? I mean, we kind of already did. We could talk about Kaepernick. We could talk oh, about I know, I know Alec has some grievances against them, though. And I, I, yeah, I mean, there, there's one big problem I have with the, the Black Lives Matter movement. And I mean, surprisingly, it's not really related to black and white people, per se. Um, Obviously, I completely support the message behind Black Lives Matter and that whole and the entirety of the movement, racial equality, gender equality. I mean, every form of equality. I agree. Alec, with. really quickly, I'm just curious. Do you think it's an affront to white people when, like, like, would you respond with "All Lives Matter" when I say "Black Lives Matter"? I'm just curious what what you think of that. I, w I wouldn't respond with that, but I do believe all lives matter. Do you not? But do you think it's an affront to every, everyone else other than black people when no. they say, no, you don't? Okay. I, All right. I, I just want to, that, that's especially, especially now, I think that claim is completely justified. That that is a completely justifiable protest. 100%, they should be going around saying that with what's been going. My only Eddie, Eddie, you too. Like, what do you mean, me too for what? 
I think he's asking if you have a problem with the with the name Black Lives Matter. No, I don't have a problem with the name Black Lives Matter. Cool. I, wait, okay, let, let, let me finish really quickly. I just want to get into the one minute problem I have. Obviously, I, I love the message and I love everything they're doing. My only issue is, I mean, I am Jewish and I wear a Jewish letter around my neck proudly. I mean, they're, they're blatantly anti-Semitic. And I, I've been reading a few articles about how they, they, they don't like Israel. They are pro-Palestine in that conflict. Um, and to me, that, that is just something I can't necessarily get on board with. And that's the one thing that, that draws me away from the movement. Do you think okay, being anti-Israel is, is anti-Semitic? Anti yeah, Let, I'll well, respond I mean, to that. I, I'm, looking, I'm looking for the script. Let me, I'll clarify what you're saying. I found a quote. Okay, yeah, go yeah. ahead. So, so basically in their like, in I think 2016, they released kind of a, like a profile report of their agenda as a movement. Um, and it was, there were like 40,000 words in it and most of it was dedicated to race, race relations as, as it should be. Um, and then in the last second, they kind of threw in this short um, excerpt about their stances on Israel-Palestine. And they didn't, if, if they had just said we're pro-Palestine, that wouldn't have been an issue. That's not being anti-Semitic. They referred to like the Israeli um, actions and occupations of Palestine as, I think, genocidal. And they used one other word that was very, very offensive. I, I, have, I have the quote pulled up. I mean, they released a 40,000-word okay. manifesto in 2016, in June. And yeah. they said... I, uh, they were accused of perpetrating genocide against Palestinians. The platform also labeled Israel as an apartheid state and joined with the BDS movement in calling for the total academic, cultural, and economic boycott of the country, a demand made for no other state. Yeah, so those, those, statements, th those statements are reprehensible and should be condemned, but I, I, I don't think this is what you're saying. But if anyone else gets this idea, those can be condemned, but the movement as a whole, because I mean, you got to think only a couple people worked on that very small portion, but yes, it, it, it's an awful statement. It should not have been in there. I mean, the only, my only issue with the black lives matter movement as a whole is their decentralization. I mean, they're not a centralized movement. There's not like an official organization that has certain positions. It's very decentralized. There's pockets all across the country that are run by certain people. And I think that when you have that type of system, it's harder to be able to actually come together and, um and 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 unify as a would whole. you do you want them to be like a political organization though i would like they, practi they practically are a political organization no 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 no, 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 no. i'm saying no. i actually agree with that it like really hampers their effectiveness it, it like, does yeah. like at how... the same time at the same time it opens up more doors towards violence and i think that there's been a lot of um violent actions taken from the black lives matter movement that I think that could be more peaceful as a whole, but that's when it comes to the decentralization issue is there's not really a voice that's leading the movement. It's just a bunch of voices that are in areas of the country that are coming together and deciding what to do, but that still won't help when you don't have like an actual organization that's centralized. Black Lives Matter was started by, it was founded by three women, I believe in 2015. And it started off as very, something very, very like, I don't even think they, they planned it on being like a huge organization like it was it just it was I like just a hashtag like yeah exactly I, yeah you're right and i mean since then i don't think they've really taken any steps to centralize as you've said um but i don't know i think the the beauty of it is that 
anyone can really get involved and like feel like they're being a part of something. But at the same time, most of the people that are perpetrating this violence are people who aren't really that affiliated with the organization. Um, you don't see like the directors of regional um, uh, locations like doing these kind of things. So. All right. So really quickly, I just wanted to touch on, and then we can move into Kaepernick. Something Sammy said about the whole Israel things. I just wanted to wrap up my one overarching flaw with the whole thing was you talk about a movement that's centralized around bringing people together and the entire concept of equality and like ultimate equality and, and to target a specific ethnic group like Jewish people. And this is just a small example. I know Sammy, but there's no denying that the group has historically speaking been anti-Semitic. I just feel like it's detrimental to their cause a little bit in this whole concept. of. I agree. I agree. But like, I mean, also I, on the I, other I, hand, on the other hand, they're traditionally a group who has been intent on like riling up um, grievances and like they want, they want to be chaotic. Like that's their plan. Like they want to raise attention and awareness. And so I don't know if this had anything to do with it, but like traditionally, like the conservative right has always been pro-Israel. And so taking a pro-Palestine, um, outlook not a lot of people agreed with it jewish groups from the left and the right shot it down and condemned that that passage but it kind of made them seem like again like the outsider and like the uh the revolutionary but i, I still i don't agree with the with the justification i just think they need to take a little bit more peaceful approach to things and then they won't be stirring up controversy and it will be easier to unify behind them because the moment you start taking a violent approach um, to protesting is when it becomes less about unification and more about the actual violence that's taking place and then whether you agree with their tactics or not. That's why I think that Martin Luther King was able to do what he was able to do is because no one could really say, oh, look at what he's, he's not, he's not leading a protest that's wanting to ruin businesses, wanting to start conflict with the police. He basically peacefully protested and then the police came to them and that's why it was so convincing. But um, one last thing, MLK would have gotten nowhere and the civil rights movement arguably would have gotten nowhere um, or at least not been stagnant if not for the supporters of Malcolm X and then some of the pro-violence um, like liberation groups. That, that's, that's debatable. That is. Uh, I, don't, I don't think it is. I don't think that's very debatable. I mean, you can argue how much, but you can't deny that there was certainly an effect because people like, like Martin Luther King famously said, like, the 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 white liberal or the white moderate maybe it was like famous uh supports a just or an unjust order over a just peace i mean like they're they're look at but look at look at what look at what gandhi did i mean his protests were entirely peaceful for the most part and he accomplished his i mean you're trying to make the argument that a peaceful protest isn't won't be successful in achieving some... No, I think it will be successful, no. but I think that there are parts that have been played. Yeah, and he was also more way radical. different. He, he was seeking independence from like Great Britain for most of his movement. But anyways, that's that's also Gandhi broke the law, dude. Come on. Uh, who was right, should we move on to Cap or MLK? I mean, probably combined the best fifty between. Should the... move on to Cap. All right, so I guess this is sort of a, an interesting transition we sort of talked about. Obviously, there were a lot of peaceful protests going on in the past week, but um, obviously, as we talked about, there were some more violent ones. But now we're going to be going to a, uh, a very peaceful protest uh, that famously happened in, in, in the past. It seems forever ago. Colin Kaepernick uh, very famously was a professional football player. I don't know a lot about football, but I think he was the guy who threw it. He was the quarterback. 
Um, and he uh, decided to kneel for the national anthem to make a, a statement about systemic racism and, uh, and, and police brutality. So before we start this, I would just like to say, Oh, say can you see by the Yo, Alec, why aren't you standing up, dude? What the hell, dog? My uncle Izzy, my great uncle Izzy fought the Nazis in Germany, dude. What the hell? Oh, so dude, that is so offensive. We're, start, we're starting early, I see. I'm so mad. We're not even oh, going to do the, the little banter before and segue into it. Yeah, um, man. I'm so, dude, my, since dude, he died so you could be here, dude. He got blown up in the Battle of the Bulge. Feel, since I feel what the heck, personally dude? attacked by Ari's previous statement, I will speak first on this. Why didn't you stand, um, dude? That was so disrespectful. For the record, if you guys can't see this, Alec just remained sitting while I sung the national anthem. Similar, similar to my last argument, just a disclaimer before, I completely agree with the movement and the message behind the movement. What Kaepernick stands for, or I guess kneels for, completely agree in this case. Absolutely 100% can get behind it. My only problem is that... What's the issue? I just don't think it should have been the national anthem. That's dude, you just only, sat for the national anthem, dude. That's my I don't know. Only, that is my only <laughs> problem with the entire protest. Actually, I have a smaller problem, but the large issue is that it was the national anthem. If he chose, okay. if he chose to sit out and not play games, and he got his teammates to participate in that, I would one hundred percent that would have my full support. I, that would be a great idea, and that would, that would be an equally large protest on on the same scale. So, Alec, I just I just have a question to start off. Mm-hmm. So you agree with the pro? You agree with the you agree with the concept behind the protest? You don't agree with how he carried it out? Correct. I'm asking you if, and we've seen it happen. If awareness was raised, if liberation movements were started, if people from the right as well, and police officers, and uh, congressional Republicans, and the president got behind some of these things, um, if we saw actual legislation being implemented. If we saw the black community gaining more access to, to, to equal rights and to liberties, whatever, do you think that him kneeling for the for the national anthem is has been worth it? Do you think him kneeling for the national yeah. anthem? Yeah. Do you think do you think it do you think it's been justified by just him kneel, put, oh, going on his knee? One hundred percent. Him kneeling for the national anthem was an, a fantastic form of protest. It worked perfectly. No, but but are you public attention? But, but knowing knowing what happened because of it. Are you still comfortable in saying that you disagree with how he did it? Because I can tell you, Alec, if he tried to protest any other way, nothing would have happened. You you think if he if he were to tell his teammates and other players around the league, let's protest playing and not play, you don't think that wouldn't have been effective? It's the same. dog. They wouldn't. They would not have striked. That's, the NFL would not have striked. That's so unrealistic. It's the same. What do you mean? Other sports have striked. Over like pay issues, yeah. they would no. Still, okay, this is much grander than a pay issue. This is about most living. These these, these players still have to feed their families. They still have to pay for expenses. Do not get, you're not. That is such a bad excuse. These players have already. Been, this is their livelihood. Dude, they've already been paid millions of dollars prior. What about the, the rookies? What about the rookies? They already signed contracts. They're guaranteed money. They, Sammy, yeah. you're a very. What happens? Argument. That's not a good argument. Money is you're, not an argument that you can make here. Also, That's talk not about a good money. argument, Alec. Talk about money. Kaepernick signed a settlement deal with the NFL for close to $10 million. You can tell me whatever you want about what he did with that money, but I'm sure yeah. he benefited personally in some no, he invested. Um, he invested that money into black communities. All right. Well, okay. Well, 
the entire concept of Colin Kaepernick's protest with a good message, I might add, he, the way he carried it out completely detriment, like it was detrimental to not only himself, but the movement as a whole, whether it be in coming out and supporting a Fed- Fidel Castro and then getting booed out of Miami, whether it's portraying cops as pigs on his clothing, um, whether he's moving his workout with NFL scouts, uh, hour before the actual workout's supposed to take place to potentially get him a job back in the NFL. Those things hampered his ability to fully come out as a, like, as someone who unifies the country and also choosing to do it during the national anthem, um, which has always been there to honor our, our, um, our military and honor the people who serve our country. It just seemed like with all those factors combining in, it seemed like the messaging itself was getting a little bit less so towards the actual injustices that were happening and more became a conversation of Colin Kaepernick himself. And I think that that's not only because of what he said and did, but also when he decided to do it. So I understand what Alex says, but at the same time, like I do think that there could have been other ways that he could have tried to protest. Yes, it was effective, but at the same time, it was not a unifying message. And I don't think anyone could really debate that after you think about what else he did to accompany his actions. Really, really, really briefly, just before Samir Ari speaks to that, I just want to add on. And when you think of the national anthem, you think, you think of something that's supposed to unify our country, like the staple of the American democracy. I don't know when it was written, probably some hundred years ago, 200 years ago. It was in the War of 1812. Dude, you clearly don't respect our country, dude. What the heck? Thank you for that, Ari. Statistic. The point is, is the national anthem is supposed to symbolize America, essentially, democracy, equality, freedom, the American dream, whatever you label as America and, and American democracy. Um, and to, target, to, target, to target the national anthem like that, I feel would almost spark more conflict than it would do good. Because there's going to be so many people that are going to disagree with that message. And for example, if you were to sit out of games, I feel like there would be a significantly less uh, amount of people who would disagree with the, the entirety of the movement and the message because he's not kneeling for the national anthem. I feel like people take offense to kneeling for the national anthem. Livni, you just, I just want to really quickly, are you can go in, I've talked a bit. You just named three things that you think are central pillars of America. One, the American dream. Two, democracy. Three, like, liber- like equality for all. And all three of those issues, Colin Kaepernick felt were not applicable to people of his community, of the black community. And so those three things, I mean, that's, that's essentially why. No, I understand. I completely yeah, agree. That doesn't, mean, that doesn't mean we can just abandon the national anthem and all those principles. We need to it's find not, It's not asking people to abandon the national anthem. It was one guy kneeling. And I also think that is your point. He's denying they point. exist. He's denying Eddie, to your point, I think it was incredibly unifying because he wasn't oh looking, he wasn't looking to appease, he wasn't looking to appease, um, I don't know, Republicans and, and white Southerners and, and every single army veteran ever. He was looking to unify the people that he was targeting behind his message. Okay, all right. But why would you try to, people that, people were already unified behind his message. Yeah, that's Most Democrats polarizing two I'm going to be honest. That's before the protests, more I conflict. Didn't, I, didn't, I didn't really know that police brutality was a big thing in America. You didn't know that during Freddie Gray or the, the Missouri protests? Dude, I, 
I wasn't a huge. Brown. I wasn't huge into politics in 2014, 2015. Well, I, mean, 2014, I was big into sports. Believe me, believe me when I tell you that there was a lot of people who are already unified behind the entire message of Black Lives Matter and trying to get reform done. And there my are a lot point, of my my point to him is it was he took the job. He was trying to unify the country. It was drawing by drawing protest by drawing the eyes on his protest. He decided to do it during a time that's usually reserved for honoring the military and honoring for those who protect against their country. Combine that with his anti-establishment sentiment and his supporting of Fidel Castro, you are going to get a complete political division with some people believing that he was completely wrong for what he did and how he did it. I'm not saying his messaging was wrong. His messaging was correct. But I do think Alec has a point when he says that was it really beneficial to try to do it during the national anthem when at the same time there was plenty of people who are overseas dealing with conflicts and that was one thing in sports that was very unifying when no matter when you're a Republican or Democrat, you stood up and you put your hand on the net, hand in your heart and you were listening to the national anthem, you honor those. So That's you think that all you think that you think that black people stood with pride and were like, I'm proud of this country that I live in, where I'm discriminated against in the streets, where these housing regula- where, where 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 gentrification exists, where all of these systematic manifestations of inequality are apparent in every everyday life. I'm saying right. that I think that I, I I'm saying that I think it's important. I, no, no, I'm not looking at it as like being proud that you're American. Like I'm not going to make that contention. I'm trying to say that that's usually a time that no matter what, how you feel towards yourself, I think everyone has an appreciation towards the military and what they do uh, in defending our country and as, as serving our country. And I think that that's completely different from them being proud of it yourself, because then I think it becomes a little bit more selfish is then when do we honor these people? And you're basically taking this time that we dedicate it towards every, like, every sporting event, you're taking that time and then you're completely like, you're making it into a political statement slash issue. That's not about the flag, it's about the actual, what the national anthem is supposed to do in those events and in an NFL game, which is usually to honor the military. Let's let Ari speak, and then I, I want to respond to something I said earlier. Go ahead, Ari. Okay, so a few things. Um, I don't think Eddie or Alec have sufficiently proven that the pro- – I mean, first of all, Eddie, I don't, I'm not sure that Kaepernick's goal was to unite the country. I'm pretty sure he knew what he was doing would be obviously, like, uh, provocative. I, I mean, that's, that's the whole point of what a protest is. And uh, I don't know. <laughs> what? I don't think the entire point of a, I mean, I think the point of a, like, the, we, we just. I'm talking about Kaepernick's protest. No, 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 but you, you, but you just said that's not the point of a protest. I, I don't think, I think that's wrong. I think that the point of a protest is supposed to gain, like, the moderate, like, people, the moderate white people, like, moderate Republicans who don't technically agree. You're trying think, to get more people I on I think it side. has, though. I think, like, you and Alec, uh, like, I've been very impressed. Like, technically, like, usually, I'm not going to, like, I was, I'll choose my words wisely, but I would expect Ari and I to be more progressive on like racial disparities and, and fixing those in America than you two. And I have, I have, have been I have, very impressed. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I know you're trying to give me a compliment right now, but just to clarify, anyone who supports any form of racism, prejudice, discrimination, stereotypes, whatever it be, no. is a is no, a no, no. In- but you guys, you guys are well. Are here is a fucking. Idiot! Whoa! That no, is no. not. That is not what America is. I'm not. I'm not comparing you to them. Ideals. You need to abandon them immediately. 
I'm not He's saying that a Alex. lot of Republicans, there's a lot of Republicans and a lot of like, for example, like we can look at like Turning Point USA, Charlie Kirk, he literally tweeted today that white privilege is a racist myth without any data. Like there are, there is a significant contingent of the Republican Party who denies systemic racism and white privilege. And we're saying we've been very impressed with you guys, uh, you know, acknowledging that. And I to think, continue I think, with what I was saying. That's one thing. I think the debate between systemic racism and racism in general is it's not that it exists because there's no denying that it's just to the extent and to what it's applicable to is where we might disagree but from what i've heard i feel like we've honestly agreed on most facets of the discussion which is yeah yeah that's what I, that's what i was saying but i mean there are still people who, who deny it i mean you could look at like obviously uh the, the conservative uh the cool kids philosopher ben shapiro having multiple times denied these sort of things but to continue with what i was saying i don't feel like first I don't feel like the national, like the national anthem is going to be fine. Like we, we still say it. If you, if it, it just, I, maybe this is a fundamental disconnect that we have, but I don't feel like the disrespect, uh, or I don't even see much disrespect coming out of it. I, you can perceive it that way, but I don't think uh, Colin Kaepernick kneeling for the national anthem has caused significant harm to, to, to veterans or people who love America. I think the problems that he was bringing up have caused significant harm to many Americans. And I think raising awareness for those issues in the way that he did it, which was completely peaceful. And I mean, uh, really only, only should offend people if they, if they choose to take offense to it. And I'll, I'll remind you guys, Alec and Eddie disrespected the national anthem today when they refused to rise. It was, I was, I was shell shocked. You got to chill on that, dude. Yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah. Uncle Izzy but, uh, is really mad. I mean, I mean, can I say something really quickly? Cause sure. Yeah. Yeah. Follow up. Okay. Um, when I, when I think of the national anthem and I'm just, I am repeating myself a little bit, you know, you think, you think of America, you think of freedom, democracy, and whatever else falls into the, the purview of the national anthem. And I, I immediately think of an event like the post nine 11, like sticking the American flag in the rubble, like sporting events, like running out with the American flag, like everyone's standing unifying under one national anthem as one big country. I understand what, Kaepernick's message was and what he wanted to achieve but I feel like in a sense he's taking away from that unification as one country and pulling everyone apart not everyone but certain groups apart do you get what I'm saying I just feel like the mechanism that he used being the national anthem wasn't the most effective effective method but Alex, yeah, I you're mean, saying you're saying you appreciate the change and the awareness it's caused, but you can't like. Can you name another? Can you name another method that you think would have? I just told you, sitting out for games. That's dude. That's just unfeasible. Don, there would have been so How many people who would have been like, "I just want to watch football, and these players aren't playing. It's unbelievable, dude!" Like so many people. And there would say were that people. And know there it. were people who didn't watch football because there was kneeling. They were so offended by the kneeling, and that wasn't me. I watched. I love football. And there were people that stopped watching because there was kneeling. Right? Yeah, I mean, if you want to talk about dividing the country, I would point, it, 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 it wasn't really, uh, I, I think Kaepernick's peaceful protest did less to divide the country than Trump saying to get that son of a bitch off the field. I mean, there, there are a lot of uh, ways that, I mean, people- I can name uh, a whole hell of a lot of things that Trump has done that, that are objectively un-American. We don't need to make, we do not need to make this about Trump and Democrats or Republicans in politics. If also, you know um, the idea that America like represents freedom and democracy and, and all that stuff. I mean, yeah, it, to to a lot of white people, it certainly does. But to a lot of uh, members of of uh, groups that have been been oppressed by yeah, America, it, it doesn't mean that. I mean, it, when you take Colin Kaepernick basically 
supporting Fidel Castro basically isolated an entire minority population who fleed oppression. Yeah, no, that's dumb as fuck. I'm not going to defend yeah, Colin Kaepernick. And, and, and I, I, I was more focused on the actual. I mean, uh, but like, I mean, but like, he did it to a community that wasn't Wait, white. Eddie, what do you do? I mean, we could talk about other. Uh, we're just talking about solely stealing. What's this Fidel Castro thing? I don't. I don't know. All right, so basically, he wore a T-shirt in a post in like a press conference or something that was basically a Fidel Castro T-shirt. And that was not smart considering he was playing Miami the next week. And everyone basically thought that he was blatantly a Fidel Castro supporter. And Fidel Castro has multiple human rights violations on her own pe- on his own people okay. that has basically well, led to the oppression. Yeah, and people are out. No, 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 so this listen, doesn't. I, no, 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 no. About this, though. no. Okay, then why'd you bring up Trump? I mean, come on, guy. I mean, I'm at least talking about Kaepernick at this point. You, no, you. No, like because, two because ago, you were like, it's okay, about I can, how name, you, you, I can because... name you. a quote Sammy Dubin. I can name you a laundry list of things. Yes. Blah 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 blah. Yes. Hell of a lot. Then I explain why it connects and why Castro is in. Okay, then let's talk about. Let's talk about Bloomberg and stop and frisk. Let's talk about stop and frisk. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick did that. I'm not saying Eddie, that Trump did do this it, but I'm argument saying- is about how people perceive like the the definition of American and how that's hurting them and how that makes them feel. And no, no, Colin no, Kaepernick's I know, legacy, but you just Colin Kaepernick's to- legacy does not have to do with that. How you guys perceive Oh, his legacy does. How you guys no. I mean, we could talk about other football players that knelt. It wasn't just Colin. If, if I mean, if that's yeah, like if you want to talk about like Eric, if you want to talk about Eric I mean, he's the one Thomas, he's the one that started it though. They wouldn't have been doing it without him. No, yeah, no, no, but, but I, mean, I, like, a, I just have a very, very big issue with someone, like, in this case, Sammy, coming out and saying, basically, going on a whole tangent about how there are multiple other examples of this, like, of racism happening, and Colin Kaepernick was just trying to take a stance against white people and the white injustice on America. And then when I try to cite something that he did that was blatantly, like, fret. Like it, it, it was, it was, a, I'm not negating it, was, it that. fragmented. No, 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 yes. no. It, it was the exact example that you use, except for him, it was on another community that he knew would be negatively affected by him doing that. Eddie, and right I'm now. Tra- no, 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 but no, I'm Eddie, just I understand what you're say. saying. I understand what you're saying. It's right just now, hypocritical. Right now, I am trying to delve into why you and Alec deem his kneeling to be offensive and how that connects to how you perceive your sense of patriotism and your sense of liberty that America grants to you. And that is 100% connected to how you view the president and what, and how he deems patriotism and okay. Americanism. That, that just, no, and that that's has nothing not true. You're not telling me that the majority of the American people, their, their beliefs, their political, racial, whatever, social beliefs stem from just Trump. No, politics, racism, racism is a bipartisan issue. Democrat that is not true, Alec. There is obviously, I he, that's so disingenuous. Yes, no, 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 no. When you take away, when you take away the ten to fifteen percent of Republicans that are like, if you take Republicans like, even are that. far more racist than Democrats, but you cannot tell me that there are no Democrats that aren't racist. Yeah, of course, but I mean, racism is is a is the idea that. Th- these conversations about race don't line no, up around parties. It's because I mean, we Eddie, look at no. few statistics about look this. Because you Eddie, stop and frisk. Look at stop and frisk in New York. Yeah, dude, me, he was like roasted on the up. Democratic debate stage. I brought those up because you and Eddie and Republicans defend defend Trump's moves, and you call them righteous, and you call them good moves. What and moves? You, and what? you don't spit on them. Look, look, whoa, 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 whoa! We're talking Ooh. about we're talking obviously. About 
No, but we're talking what about racial. Wait, Eddie, we're what is he referring about, to? Hold what on, moves? Alex, stop. What Alex, moves? stop. What Alex, moves? Stop. No, 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 no. Let me ask, Sammy. You basically are trying to say in a con, in a conversation about race and racial injustice in America, you are trying to say that me and Alec are adamant supporters of Trump's moves. And I want to know what moves you are referring to. Okay, you literally could have asked me. You don't have to like. You don't have to prepare that with anything. Okay, I'm no, talking no, no, about. No, no, I want to ask you in this. Conversation, okay, so do you think? Okay, so do you think? Do you think Trump was in the wrong for offering aid to U- offering aid to Ukraine for dirt on his political opponents and compromising American democracy? Do you think How Trump was in the wrong? What is this? Trump is so boring, Sammy. Can we talk about Kaepernick? What are you yes, so trying to accomplish? What what is what's your end goal with this with this question? Yeah, I support because, a lot of the things. Because I'm talking about don't even answer it. Don't even answer it. They're so unrelated. Because I'm talking about things that Alec, are. You cannot tell me that Colin Alec, Kaepernick. you asked me Stop. a question. No, you can't tell me Colin Kaepernick kneeling for the national anthem is somehow connected to Trump and Ukraine and Russia. And yes, because that. you defend these things as American. You, you, you call out Kaepernick for being un-American, and I'm giving you examples of things that you defend that are blatantly un-American. It's not blatantly un-American. Saying you believe Putin over your own intelligence agencies Yes, is and not Obama un-American. selling all of, our, all, all of our uranium to fucking Russia in 2009 was right. American. When Obama lied about $1.8 billion to Iran? Yeah, if, like, if you want, people people want to do what? that. I don't know what you're trying to accomplish. Look, can we, you're, can we go Sammy, back to your point, your point is completely yeah. unfocused. We were having I mean, a very like, good discussion about Kaepernick, and to be honest, I kind of forgot what we were talking about. Okay, boys, let's bring it back. All right. The real question is, um, like, uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know where we got there. Um, I, I sort of understand what Sammy's saying, but we probably I, I have to wrap up soon. So we should. We have to wrap start. up soon. I'll, I'll give my final thoughts on this. The idea that Colin Kaepernick kneeling for the national anthem did any significant harm to like veterans or or people's national pride. He, the idea that disrespecting the flag is wrong is. It, is something I just disagree with. I think Colin Kaepernick did. Whoa, I, uh, chill, dude. I think Colin Kaepernick kneeling for the national anthem is one of the most American things you could do. Protesting and using your free speech to make your country a better place. That is fundamentally what Colin Kaepernick did. And so many other football players like Eric Reed. And then wasn't there like that one Sunday where like everyone knelt? I don't know. I don't watch football. Um, I mean, everyone knelt because Trump said get, get, it, get his ass Oh, yeah, dude. That was insane. Um, yeah, the fact that, I mean, Trump would come into this and, and say – to, to get that son of a bitch off the field. I just inflame tensions even more like, he, like he's apt to do. So I, I completely agree with what Colin Kaepernick did. Not everything he's done, I don't agree with the Cuba stuff, but kneeling for the national anthem, uh, clearly, in my opinion, raised awareness to a very important issue. And the only harm that could possibly be taken from it is if you're incredibly sensitive and are so uh, like insecure about your love for your country or your status as a person and yeah that's that's my important okay. I, people got to stop getting triggered about it I don't um know. okay well I'll, I'll wrap up my final thoughts i mean contrary to ari's belief i think that you can disagree with it without being blatantly all those things that he said um i think that when you look at the entire protest as a whole yes it was peaceful and that for that i'll always commend him for i just think that he was a hate the protest that he initiated was at the wrong time um, during, like, I don't think that he should have done it during the national anthem because I think that that time is reserved towards honoring our, uh, the people who serve in our military. And yes, Ari's right, none of them were hurt by it, but at the same time, many of them did come out and say that it was pretty disrespectful, um, especially when you consider the fact that 
Uh, many of these people put their lives on the line for our country. And yes, there are many racial injustices happening across America that Colin was right to protest. But at the same time, I don't think that he endeared himself by trying to make it a very, very, very blank, like very, very blatant attempt to try to divide the country even more than it already was. Okay, um, I'll go and then Alec will go because we go liberal, conservative, liberal, conservative. I'm not conservative, so. All right, man. Okay, um, first, Eddie, um, there were also a lot of veterans who came out in support. I know there's this coalition of like 400, probably more than that, honestly. I kind of just made that number up. But there's a coalition of a lot of veterans who came out um, and signed something in support of him. Um, Obviously, the reason he began kneeling in the first place was because the Green Beret um, actually told him to do so. He was going to sit, and the Green Beret says, no, I like where you're going with this, but I think you should kneel. Um, and then I think the mere fact that you guys have an issue with him kneeling for the anthem is, justific- is, 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 is an explanation of why his protest was so good. It is because it stirred up conversation. It stirred up debate. Again, like I said earlier, like I wasn't really aware of many of the things that he was trying to alleviate from, from American society before he ended up taking the stance. Um, and again, this, this is kind of just like a fundamental disagreement over what truly patriotism means and how you express that and what it means to be an American. Um, but Alec, you can work this in, but like, again, I really think that every NFL player quitting is just unfeasible. And so I would like you to give me just one other. Don't put words in my mouth. Didn't say quitting. Okay, Alec, no one, no one stands by that. That has never been like a legitimate argument. I just want you to give me one other form of protest that you think could have uh, resulted in as much change and, and progressive awareness as this one did. Because again, like you, you said, your end goal, you said it was really important to you to find this middle ground and to bring more equality to the um, impoverished and subjugated uh, communities in, in America. I mean, I already, I, already, I already gave you one example, but if you're deeming that not necessarily realistic, I, I would have to think about it a little more. I mean, that's a big ask. Like this, what he did was a major scale of protest. I mean, it was a national effort. You can't expect me to possibly give you a realistic idea of what another form of protest would be in, in 30 seconds. I don't know, dude. For something that, like, just one man could do, it sounds like, like literally the best possible okay, okay. thing. Well, it's my turn to speak now. And without a doubt, Kaepernick spent probably weeks, months, whatever, planning this protest. He didn't just wake up one morning and was like, you know what? I'm going to kneel. I'm sure he reached out to a bunch of people, a bunch of his teammates, friends, decided to kneel at a specific second. The Green Beret. Game. Okay, that's, that's besides the point. I mean – For us, I think this is a rare instance of just difference of opinion, and I don't think there's necessarily right or wrong. I think I'm entitled to think what I think, and you're just as entitled to think what you think. At least for me, I have family that actively, actively serves in the military. And before you say anything, Ari, I've spoken to them about how they feel about the kneeling thing, and I've listened to what they have to say. And I I mean, I can, I, I, I I don't, I don't know how to phrase this exactly. I, I basically, I listen to what they had to say and, and I empathize with it. I understand it. I get it. And it makes sense that, that they're, they're not comfortable with the whole kneeling thing. Um, but that said, if there were a way that Kaepernick could have achieved his end goal of complete racial equality without dividing the country on an issue such as kneeling for the national anthem, I'm sure he would have done it. 
there's no denying that there was a better that there was no better form of protest. There might have been a similar form of protest, like sitting. No, out, I, I don't think there. I don't think there was a better form of protest. No, 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 no. no. I'm, the best I'm, not, I'm not necessarily saying there was either. There was going to be some controversy surrounding the protest, regardless of what it was. I'm just saying, if he chose to take another, use another mechanism other than the national anthem, there might have been less controversy. There's no way of knowing that. But that's more controversy is better, in my opinion. And that, that's, once again, difference of opinion. Okay, cool. Let's wrap it up. <laughs> All right, thanks so much for listening, guys. Um, Alec, uh, I would like... I'm still waiting for an apology to, to my uncle, Izzy, who died in the Battle of the Bulge. Uh, thanks. Apologize. Dude, you didn't stand for the national anthem, dude. You didn't see it. I turned my camera off, I was. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Let the record show, I saw so. Uh, all right, thanks so much, guys, for listening. Uh, I really appreciate it. Stay safe in these in these really troubling times. Um, I hope that this, you know, was interesting to listen to. Uh, it's, it's a really rough time in America. So, you know, God bless, guys. Stay safe.